The rainforest is a lush and verdant landscape covered in shades of green and brown. Organisms that deviate from the chromatic conformity usually want to be seen, like budding flowers or love-struck birds. But what if you're a small, earthbound amphibian? You'd want to blend into the forest, never to be seen by the multitude of hungry animals that could make a meal out of you. Not so with one bright yellow frog that wants to broadcast its position to every creature with an eyeshot. But having a hidden trick behind your back is often the golden rule in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a tiny bright yellow animal that doesn't have to worry about most predators for some reason, but more on that later. Bright animals, um, both intellectually and colorfully, tend to not have to worry about most predators. <laughs> bright animals, full hearts, can't lose. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we're talking about the golden poison dart frog we're talking about an animal that i absolutely adored as a child not just not just the golden one just poison dart frogs in general i just thought they were so cool and so colorful um i wanted to be one no i'm just kidding but uh (laughs) i i I did i did want to collect all the individual poison dart frog little toys little rubber toys from fairchild tropical garden in miami (laughs) i don't know i don't know uh if it is a florida thing but i came across a lot of frog toys I mean, I don't know why it would be a Florida thing. We don't have these in Florida. No, but it might be a Florida thing to have like to care about zoos frogs with frog, <laughs> frog toys, and yeah. you got it from a local spot. So yeah. So the golden poison dart frog—that's a bit of a, a mouthful. What else could we call it? Well, there's a lot of other names for it that I didn't come up with, um, and you'll see that I didn't come up with them because they're boring. Um, you have the so it's the golden poison dart frog or. The dart poison frog. Nice. High five <laughs> to that person. Um, poison frog is another one. The golden dart frog, which is what I'm going to be calling it just because it takes less time. And the golden poison arrow frog. It's Look at these are long names, like the electric eye flashing fire shell. <laughs> we did the... The blue eyes this, white dragon. <laughs> the blue eyes white dragon. But we're going to call it here the acrid amphibian, the toxic toad, and nasty hops. <laughs> okay. Maybe maybe young nasty hops. But let's taxonomize this because we have to figure out where, where it lives in this little ta- taxonomic cate- categorization spectrum because otherwise we have pandemonium. <laughs> the kingdom, you know it, you love it, you're in it. It's the kingdom Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. We're back to chords uh this class is amphibia the order we're back to frogs and and neura and neura and neura something like that a n u r a the family is dendrobatidae interesting the genus is phylobates and the species is terribilis <laughs> they were like it's really yellow should we call it something like with golden in, in the latin name no it's just terrible it's a terrible frog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the, well, like, and it's weird because um, I would like, yeah, you'd think it would be like Phylobates, like Arium or something like that, something gold, um, in Latin, but it's uh, nope, it's just bad, bad frog. 
terribleness. But since we're in the business of naming things, not terrible, um, it's time for uh, a segment that is near and dear to my heart. That segment is Critter Groups, part of the show where I ask Joe a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of these animals? Um, what is the term of venery, is another way to put it? Or uh, what is just the name of a, the group? The collective noun. Um, last time you embarrassed me. So um, <laughs> let's try again with frogs. We've done frogs before, but there's more than one term of venery, um, which makes this game possible. <laughs> Uh, so, if you saw a group of frogs, would you say that is a wonderful A, not of frogs? Uh, it's K-N-O-T, not N-O-T. Uh, the B, battalion of frogs. C, clump of frogs. Or D, pile of frogs. I think it's a not. Final answer. You know, if you're not going to think about it? No. All right. Ding, ding, ding. You're have correct. Have we not done this? We have, but it was the... We did Army. Army was the last one. Oh, so Battalion was really in my head. Yeah. Because Army of Frogs was in my book. I know. You, you, we, you, we mentioned it last time we did Frogs. So I was picturing a... I was picturing a guy... A frog wearing a helmet. I was going to I was gonna make another one of the options, um, a military-focused one, to throw you off, because I knew that's what you were thinking of. Um... But I think I just had a brain fart and decided to go with clump and pile. Well, a knot. I, I just feel like I've heard that before. I wanted something similar to knot, and I wanted something similar to army. But you did you did well. You did good. Thank you. Two for two last couple weeks. Uh, okay. I... Let's describe this boy. This beautiful boy. It's a beautiful, tiny boy. Um, Nasty Hops has a very typical tree frog shape, but he has the more upright posture of a toad. So when you usually see a tree frog, he's got like just he's just plastered against whatever he's stuck to, even if it's the ground. Um, yep. But toads usually like to prop themselves up with their uh, forelegs. And that's where uh, the golden dart frog likes to spend his time in the he has um, nothing to fear. He's, it's the upward dog, the sun salutation. It's upward frog. We'll call it that. <laughs> it, like most frogs, it has a large head, large black eyes, and powerful hind legs for jumping. But the golden poison dart frog, as you might expect from the name, is generally bright yellow from top to bottom, all around. However, there are mint green and orange variations that are not very common in the wild. And I saw the mint green variations, and I was like, this is, mint, this is yellow trying to be mint green. There's definitely green there, but there's it's, it definitely looks like uh, it's like a, the Lacroix of green. Yeah, it it, it, it kind of looks like it has a, a a sheen of of mold on a yellow on on like a, a lemon. It's like a pearlescent yellow green vehicle. Yeah, or the orange ones are a little bit more vibrant, and the mint green ones are actually the largest variation, and they're more seen in captivity. So in the wild, you're pretty much just going to see the the yellow ones. Um, and in fact. The golden dart frog is the largest species of poison dart frog in the world. Do you care to enlighten us, Joe? As to the size, yes. as to the dimensions, yes, I would. And that brings us to Measure Up. Welcome to the beloved Measure Up segment. 
uh, the official listener's favorite part of the show. The part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in audio of yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have any new measure ups in intros this week. You gotta, we you gotta, to hear f- you're going to hurt we, yourself. We get to hear from an animal, and Carlos has to guess what it is. Man, that was so fast. I didn't get through the whole thing. One day I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, one day I'm going to get through the whole thing in a single breath. I'm going to have to do a lot of cardio, little breathing exercises, yeah, Moz training. You, um, yeah, you really need to be able to increase your lung capacity there. Um, I suggest using your tables. That's what people who increase their lung capacity do. They they go by their tables. Excuse me. I'm I can tell by your stunned silence that uh, you're you're just really fascinated by what I have to say. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, there's like you can you it, I, I I actually read about um, being able to like people who can hold their breath for like 15 minutes, and uh, there's you know you you set up um, not like a physical table but like a spreadsheet kind of table oh okay um and you and you uh you know you work your way through things month after month in order to expand your lung capacity interesting (laughs) sorry everybody didn't need to know me to explain that (laughs) (laughs) all right without further ado the listener's favorite part of the show (laughs) that is a video that's disturbing because it's like very poorly animated. It's like a picture that they manipulated to make it look like it was moving. And it's not good, but you can watch it by clicking the link on ldtaxonomy.com. Uh, but is that A, a beaver, B, a goose, C is for seal, and D, a bullfrog? Bullfrog, final answer. Bullfrog, final answer. Bullfrog, incorrect answer. Ah, oh, man. The correct answer was beaver. I guess I've never, ever, ever thought about what a beaver sounds like. It, well, I have, because if you play Assassin's Creed 3, they make the saddest little sound whenever you stab them. I um, when I, I did play all the way through that game, and I definitely managed to avoid stabbing beavers. <laughs> you can sprint at them and stab them with your little assassin. That's, that's the amazing thing about... Um, RPGs is that you can choose to do anything and also choose not to do some things. And stabbing beavers was just, it just didn't pop up on my radar. Listen, Probably beaver literally. Pelts, beaver pelts were the cash cow of early America. I'm not going to let that investment opportunity slip away. Oh, when I played Red Dead Redemption, Especially I shot all the money. beavers. But <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, they were valuable. But in Assassin's Creed. This has all been cut out. <laughs> Let's talk about length. They're 55 millimeters. How many frogs go into the height of the world's current shortest man? I knew. Do you have the inches? Nope. I knew you didn't, so I got them this time. 2.16 inches. Well, here's a hint. Edward Nino Hernandez. Very fun little middle name for him. Uh, in Bogota, Colombia, achieved the title in May on, on May 10th. Uh, he told Guinness, size and height don't matter. I want people to meet who I truly am. Small in size, big in heart. He actually got the title, lost it, and then got it back when the guy that won died. That's the problem with current current title holders. Victory 
comes at a price and that price is often sad i actually i i'm pretty sure i know the answer to this because i did have the i think 2000 or my uncle had the 2007 guinness world book of records and it showed the tallest man and the shortest man and the shortest man was from central or south america i couldn't remember so this sounds like that same guy um so and I'm pretty sure he was two feet tall. So I'm gonna go with eleven point one inches, or sorry, eleven point one um, golden poison dart frogs go into the height um, of this record holder. Well, uh, Hernandez says he's going to conquer the world with a smile. So look up a picture of him because once you see a smile, you'll believe it. Uh, but the correct answer is thirteen frogs. Oh, is he two feet? two inches or something he is 72.1 centimeters or two feet or two feet and 4.3938 inches oh it's four inches off uh here's the weight they're about one ounce the dreaded ounce no (laughs) i don't know if an ounce is um, as much as like a, a pancake or as little as a couple grains of Right. Sand. <laughs> uh, how many golden dart frogs go into the Columbia Space Shuttle? Oh. If you're catching, if you're looking for themes, we're talking about Columbia. Columbia, yes. It has, <laughs> even though the Columbia Space Shuttle has nothing to do with the country of Columbia. Well, here's a hint. The Columbia Space Shuttle was heavier than the Endeavor. Uh, it completed 27 missions before it was destroyed on re-entry, on reentry in the Columbia disaster in 2003. Man, I have no idea how much space shuttles weigh. Why don't I know this? I'm so ill-informed. Uh, I'm going to say uh I'm going to say uh, 20 tons. That's it's got to be more than that. Uh yeah, it's got it was got fine whatever. 50 tons? How much do you think a plane is? I don't know. It I, Like a I, truck is 50 tons. Is a truck 50 tons? Like an elephant is... Like if a cake is 6 tons? An elephant is what? Is it like, like 11,000 pounds? 13,000 pounds? So that's like what? 6 tons? That's a... That's a. That's about a wedding cake. A what? That's about a wedding cake. <laughs> a wedding cake and an elephant weigh this Actually, time. that's... A metric ton, so that's different. The wedding cake was six metric tons. Um, tones. Fine, whatever. Uh, hundred tons. All right, so a hundred tons would be two hundred thousand pounds. All right, that doesn't sound right. All right, we're gonna go with a million pounds. <laughs> this is how. I, this is an ounce. Darn it. Um. <laughs> well, actually, this is, that's not that bad. Um, because. That then there's because I know that there are 16 ounces in a pound, so then I just have to 16 million. The answer is 16 million. 16 million. Final, Final answer. answer. We're done. The uh. correct answer is two million. Uh. 640,000. Really, really shot for the stars, just <laughs> like co- the Columbia Space Shuttle did. The shuttle was 165,000 pounds. Oh boy, I would have been close. No, I wouldn't have. Been that. I was gonna go with 200,000. Pounds. Man, Very I'm, true. I'm not. I'm not an intelligent human being. Can we just get this episode done? With? <laughs> uh, Everyone's yelling at me. I can't hear. How them. dare you not know the 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 weight of a space shuttle? But the more I think about a vehicle that's not floating on the water, costing or weighing a million pounds, 
I I know I happen to know that it costs ten thousand dollars per pound to launch something into space. Why would I think that this thing costs weighs a million pounds? Ugh. <laughs> uh, well, I bet you could have worked backwards if you knew the, how much it costs to build or send the space shuttle into space. Uh, but you didn't know that. But do you have any fast facts? Uh, yeah. So here, let's, we're done talking about space, and we're back talking about frogs. frogs. Uh, so the golden poison dart frog uh, lives in a relatively small area on the Pacific coast of, you guessed it, Colombia, specifically in humid rainforest areas. They mainly eat ants, but will also eat small insects and other invertebrates like worms and things like that. As tadpoles, they eat algae and mosquito larvae, so I like these guys. I'm I'm a fan. Because you share the same snacks? Uh, no, because they snack on things that I don't want um, sucking my blood. Like algae. <laughs> um, they are... So poison dart frogs actually... Well, the golden poison dart frog is unusually intelligent compared to other frogs. All other frogs, not just poison dart frogs. Um, and can recognize humans after a few weeks. So it can... It'll remember caregivers. And they also have a much higher hit ratio when they're using their lightning fast tongue to hunt. Uh, much higher than other frogs. So... That indicates that they have a more developed um, hunting cortex, tongue <laughs> tongue smacking cortex. I think that is the neurological term. Um, and as you'll mention, Joe, these frogs are poisonous. If you didn't glean that from the, the fact that it's called the poison dart frog, um, but they're actually immune to their own poison, so they can interact with each other safely, which is good because they need to reproduce and. In order to attract a mate, its call is a series of high-pitched squeaks, and it sounds like an angry chipmunk, and it's adorable. <laughs> and that's all I got. Okay. Well, let's get into the major fact. I'm calling this major fact the Midas touch. Hmm. Uh, the golden poison dart frog is possibly the most poisonous animal in the world, though its existence suggests another and more on that later. Uh, quick there distinction. Is another poison <laughs> dude. That was my best Yoda. That was my best dying Yoda. Uh, quick distinction. This is not to be confused with the most venomous animal in the world, which is most likely the box jellyfish. Venom is intentionally delivered to catch prey or to combat aggressors. It usually has a delivery method like a sting or a bite. Uh, but poison is passive. And means that ingesting or handling an animal can result in ingesting toxins. This is usually used for defense. Uh, the golden poison dart frog has enough toxic poison in its one ounce body to kill 10 to 20 adults. That's Ooh. about 10,000 mice or two bull elephants. I, I hope that these are just estimations. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the poison in these kinds of frogs is called uh, batrachotoxin, and it's designed to kill. Much different uh, than the bufotoxin from the cane toad and the Colorado River toad that makes you high. Well, the bufotoxin and the cane toad can kill you outright, but oh, wait, the well, Colorado we... River toad can can make you that see had, funny I, colors. That was stuff. a different one. Um, a frog's skin 
is densely coated with the poison. Some toxins in the animal kingdom cause pain so that the animal can get away. Um, but this toxin stops the nervous system from sending impulses, which can stop your heart and immobilize muscles. So it really just shuts your whole situation down. Um, that doesn't po- seem helpful uh, to the frog. We'll talk about that. Don't you worry. I okay. anticipated this because I also thought <laughs> the same thing. Uh, poisonous animals use poison as a defense mechanism. Uh, animals that get the frog in its mouth are likely to be killed by the toxin. But if you're two elephants and you want to snack on a frog, everyone's going to die, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you're three elephants, then you'll just get you'll just have a really bad time about it. Th- three of the four. Um, how, uh, however, even a frog, even a frog is eaten completely and dies, its attacker dies too. Um, but it seems that, uh, the point of this is that their reputation precedes them. So they use a posomatic or a posomatic coloration to let predators know that they are indeed the frog your mama warned you about. Um, posomatic colors are usually very bright and extremely easy to see. For the purpose of warning attackers. But animals seem to have an inborn aversion to these to eating these frogs. Even less sophisticated animals like dragonflies, whose mothers never taught them anything, uh, avoid eating poison dart uh, tadpoles. Hmm. So here's my theory. Animals that eat the frogs die out. So they don't reproduce. So the animals that are cautious about this aposematic coloration are more likely to survive and reproduce, making more frog-fearing animals. I kept looking up this answer, being like, oh, how does how does this thing that ends up killing the thing that it's trying to defend help them? And they kept saying, oh, opossumatic coloration. And I'm like, yeah, but why does the animals think that bright colors mean danger? And the only thing I could think of is that if you don't realize that it's dangerous, then you die and you don't reproduce. So it's just selecting out like the ones that are just like bright colors uh, might be dangerous. So we're just going to stay away from them. And it, it, it just the adaptation selects for them. Yeah. So it, it rarely happens that even a chunk is bitten out of this frog and the animal dies and the frog hops away. It's usually that the, the predators don't even try. They see it and avoid it. Um, except but, for one snake that can apparently it's resistant, not immune, but resistant to the toxin. You would think that if it caused, you know, searing pain or something like that, then it would just there would be a better chance of that animal um, teaching its young to avoid but that. Frog. What about the vast majority of animals in the rainforest that don't teach its young stuff? I, I, but th- there's there's like there's there's that um like g- genetic learning and then there is uh that like experiential learning i think genetic learning is selective learn like selection i don't know i i i'd have to do more research but um i you know like um there's there's sometimes that that uh the offspring of certain animals don't need to be taught that um because it gets that, it's, or or how to do something not even just like to avoid 
bright colors, but they just they don't they don't need to be taught how to do a particular task that that Instinct. animal does. Yeah, like walking for a giraffe. Yeah, but they at least have any. Yeah, but it, it, it seems that like um, if the if the if the toxin caused the um, the animal to like shriek and let go, that the frog would have a greater chance of surviving, and um, it would its reputation would precede it because how can this be the frog that your mama warned you about if the only way your mama could have warned you about it is if she ate it and if she ate it then she died. <laughs> If you're you if you're a monkey, you if you're a monkey, that will work. If you're maybe even a dog, that will work. But if you're a dragonfly, that's not going to work. A dragonfly is not, thinks no thoughts and only operates on instinct. It thinks no thoughts. It's so rude. So it has to be this genetic selection of like inborn uh, genetic learning. But it's definitely uh, i tried to find like i li- literally googled why does this work and it and it just was like opossumatic coloration is why and i'm like yeah but i don't understand why opossumatic coloration actually tells animals anything but then there's also mimicry where animals that aren't poisonous will mimic opossumatic coloration so that the animals think that they're dangerous when they're actually not like the viceroy like the monarch, butterfly yeah the monarch and the viceroy um or the mimic octopus that pretends to be a stonefish sometimes. Yes. So, the existence of the golden poison dart frog leads scientists to believe that there is a more poisonous animal out there. Why? Because frogs that are bred in captivity don't have toxins that they do in the wild. This leads research to, uh, researchers to believe that they get their toxins from food sources and store poisons in, their, in glands on their backs. So... Hmm. That they don't they're not born with it. It's literally Maybelline. Um <laughs> there there there's a beetle that they know produces the same toxin as that is found in these frogs, and it's thought that an undiscovered, extremely poisonous cousin of that beetle is the golden dart frog's favorite food. Which would explain why they are immune to it and the only ones. And if you're wondering why can't we just follow a poison dart frog around the rainforest and wait till it eats something? It's like, well, they're endangered, so there's not that many of them. And finding a one-ounce frog in the rainforest is very difficult. But what if it's yellow? Well, just just, <laughs> just for the sake of argument, let's say that this frog was yellow. <laughs> you mean scared? Uh, then it wouldn't come out at all. You have to attach a tiny little camera to this slimy, poisonous thing and say, go, go for it. Act act like a normal frog, please. We we want to collect research and do science. <laughs> but that's all I got. Interesting. So it's kind of like the um, horned lizard, where it eats um, these like acidic ants, and then when it shoots blood out of its eyes at its attackers, the uh, blood is really disgusting, and because of the ant to- acid. An, yeah. an, an an acid. <laughs> it's a tums. It's, it's, it's blood is full of tums. Same. Oh, interesting. Um, all right. Is that all you got? That's all I got. It's the golden poison dart frog. I again, one of my favorite animals as a kid. Right up there with uh, alligators and crocodiles. So for you out there in podcastia, put on your best colors, strut your stuff, 
and be social like the golden poison dart frog here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Also, don't touch poison dart frogs unless you're professionally trained to do so. My favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> Let's cut this whole part out. <laughs> <laughs> this has all been cut out. <laughs>